Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture only on Money FM 89.3. Hello, I'm Willie King and this is The Bigger Picture. Asia stocks opened higher this morning following slightly more optimistic US stocks last night as the Dow closed higher last night as a sense of relief swept across stocks after first Citizens Bank struck a deal to buy out Silicon Valley Bank. The deal was about $500 million which will be sold will be bought from the FDIC. On top of this, there are also reports that the Federal Reserve plans to expand its emergency lending facility to the US regional banks to help stave off the banking turmoil. And then of course, you have a more uncertain outlook of interest rates. So where should investors be putting their money in? I'm going to unpack all this with Jeremy Tan, Chief Investment Officer of Tiger Brokers. Hey, good morning, Jeremy. How are you, man? Good morning. Hey, hello. So I'm going to just dive straight in here. I mean, you have um, the Credit Suisse and UBS Saga. You have the SVB failure. And then last week, you have Deutsche Bank's credit default swap spiked. So I just want to ask here, right, uh, Jeremy, I mean, who else is at risk? And can it be contained, you know, with all this, um, some of these safeguards, you know, met out by the regulators in place? As if you look at our base case is that we do not think that there will be a systematic fallout for the U.S. banking sector with uh, $18 trillion of deposit. Mm-hmm. I think that only be isolated to a small number of weaker banks uh, due to the improper risk management that they had. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will be a layman moment for sure. Um, I think the Fed will continue to back the U.S. banking system with supports from them by means of uh, banking facilities, such that this, the depositors' liabilities will not actually fail or they will actually be met. So I think uh, this is too important a sector for the Fed to allow it to fail. And I think that we will continue to add measures to prevent the failure. I think recently we have seen uh, a lot of measures that have been in place, including the Bankton Funding Program, mm. the ex- uh, emergency loans up to one year. This is not at the expense of taxpayers' monies. And that will actually eliminate the need for institutions to sell securities at lower mark-to-market prices during time stress. And that actually led to some of the bank failures, including Silicon Valley Bank. I think uh, right now, uh, we also have the FDIC that is actually guaranteeing deposits up to 250000 That should put uh, retail uh, investors safe for now. Um, right now, I think investors are also extrapolating uh, the recent speed of bank declines to other weaker banks uh, should the contagion spread. However, I think uh, with regards to Deutsche Bank's last Friday's CDS spike, I think yeah. this, I think, probably uh, not fair because I think the solvency ratios as the core CET1 ratios for Deutsche Bank remains quite strong. I think that the situation for Deutsche Bank is uh, with a rest. Sound financial health uh, is very different from uh, the other uh, banks that have failed. I mean, if I've read, um, analysts have also said, you know, surprisingly that uh, Deutsche Bank have posted 10 consecutive quarters of profits and you know, the government, the German government has came out to say that you know, Deutsche Bank is still in a very strong financial position with a very strong capital position here. And, you know, I do agree with, you, with what you say here, Jeremy, you know, with, with all these backstops and safeguards in place. Now, does the recent banking crisis, crisis here also imply that a Fed rate cut is around the corner? I mean, you know, we, we have been talking about the banking crisis recently, but also, you know, on the 
alongside, you know, we have also the backdrop of the interest rates, you know, whether they're going to continue going higher or this time around because of the banking crisis. Is that going to be a cut? If you look at um, the Fed, they have actually consecutively raised rates by nine times to 5% on the upper bound of the Fed fund rate. So the last rate hike uh, on March 23rd last week was a 25 basis point. This was actually a smaller magnitude. And perhaps I think we are almost at the tail end of the rate hike cycle already. In fact, uh, in the May 2023 FOMC market is actually pricing no rate hikes. Uh, suggesting that, uh, you know, the rate hike momentum has already come to the end. So I think the Federal Reserve right now is really on a tight road, balancing the maxim, uh, maximizing employment while actually at the same time stabilizing prices. Mm. Prices have been uh, coming down uh, already, but not to the magnitude uh, of what the Federal Reserve so, uh, wants. So I think that, uh, you know, they probably will continue to keep rates high and uh, they will continue to wait and see. And with the banking crisis right now, you know, looming, there is not a lot of rate hike room for Federal Reserve to continue going on. Already, the bond market is already pricing in a recession. You can see that the two-year rates are actually already down uh, from the high of 5% right now. Uh, last night, we are seeing the two-year rate falling to about 3.9%. So the market actually believes that the Fed may actually cut rates sooner than expected with a potential recession on the horizon. So at, by the year end, we can expect that the Fed fund rate to fall to about 4%, and this is actually in part, in part by the Fed fund futures. So it seems like there's some slight optimism here. You know, can investors then on the markets be happy about the this news or you know the expectation that rates could you know fall? I think the outlook for global equities should remain quite uncertain and even volatile, given that the path of interest rate increase, the inflation that's still not contained, and the heightened recessionary risks are still there on the horizon. Mm. And given that all out of the financial sector, uh, you know, is still playing out, I think investors will probably wait for the dust to settle in the financial sectors mm. uh, before more capital into risk assets. However, with that said, I think global equities could continue to post positive returns for the year. I think the worst of the rate hike cycle has been already past us. And I think that that is actually assuming that inflation can successfully be contained by the Federal Reserve and that the recent banking crisis will be isolated and not systemic. Mm. I mean, since we are talking about global stocks here, Jeremy, I mean, with China dropping its zero-COVID policy last year, relaxing its rules for property lending, are we also seeing some opportunities in China or, you know, emerging markets uh, right now? Amongst the emerging markets, we are particularly positive about China. China right now is in a different economic cycle against developed countries. Against other developed uh, economic countries, I think China is expected to outperform in terms of its GDP growth. I think Li Keqiang has already uh, pointed out that GDP growth is expected to grow in the guidance of 5% for 2023 for China. And we do expect a double-digit earning growth across most sectors. I think the tailwind of economic reopening for China, I think, will add to uh, the positive tailwinds for China equities. And also this year, we can expect more policy certainty in China. I think not to mention we have seen the high savings levels in China over the last few years, and that could actually propel a revenge spending that could lead to economic uh, recovery and a consumption recovery. I think in particular, the next leg of recovery we are seeing in the China economy would be the recovery of China property that's still lagging. Mm. We all know that property actually accounts for one quarter of GDP growth. And we are already starting to see some green shoots of recovery. And that 
could actually provide some positive surprise to China GDP growth this year. Mm. I mean, before I let you go, Jeremy, I just want to just pick your brains on this. Um, you know, as a CIO of Tiger Brokers, what are some of the investments you know you are actually watching out for, or suitable for your clients for this current environment? Yes, given the more volatile environment, I think we would advise uh, investors to continue to stick to fundamentals in their stock selection. This year, given the uncertainty, we continue to like value and quality factors in their asset allocation. Given that we are approaching the recessionary phase of the economic cycle, there has been a flight to safety or a flight to quality in recent months. We have seen consumer staples and also healthcare sector benefiting with a more resilient earnings profile. And recently, we have also seen investors focusing on fundamentals of higher uh, quality communication services and also tech sector and especially, uh, you know, there has been a team of uh, artificial intelligence stocks that have also benefited. The bond market uh, we have seen also, uh, you know, have been positive with uh, rates uh, coming off. We are, uh, I, I think investors are actually uh, flocking towards the 10-year and even the 2 years with the rate high expectations slowing down. So uh, the bond market is actually pricing in a recession and bond markets are actually outperforming in this current scenario. I have with me here Jeremy Khan, Chief Investment Officer of Tiger Brokers. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for your time and I hope to actually speak with you again. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.